0: Mahomes has the time, delivers perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one out, it's touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr.
3: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Rotaviz Overtime on Rotaviz Radio, brought to you by Bet Online and Indeed. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined by Sean Siegel. Sean, today on the show, we're going to do some listener suggestions and topics. In the second half of the show, in the first half, we're going to look at uh, one of the guys who I think has just uh, done tremendous work over over the the last number of months on the website. Has you know, gone from somebody who kind of joined the site to somebody who has been just incredibly uh, productive. And one of my favorite uh, read, reads each and every week is the Buy Low Report. And that is Sam Wallace. And uh, Sam, this week again with the Buy Low Report, is something that we're going to highlight on the show. We're going to talk through some of those players. But as we start the show, Sean, uh, ready, ready for week 14, ready for uh, some more playoff uh, fantasy football?
2: Yeah, this is, this is when it gets fun. We're into the playoffs in most formats. We have the quarterfinals this weekend. If you weren't able to get that bye, then this is the week where you have to get through in order to get to your semifinals. If you're in the FFPC, then this is when the race for the big money starts. So everyone on the edge of their seats this weekend, it should be a ton of fun. And that gets us into Sam's work here because we want to make sure that we're starting the right guys. Sam has been a juggernaut with his work with the blitz if you haven't been following that or not sure where it is on the site it's part of what we're doing with the news feed where we have wrote news this year you can check out everything that's happening in the nfl world make sure you're getting the latest on all of the different injuries and virus reports and guys with uh, practice participation you know breakouts all of those kinds of things in the news and then sam is writing in the blitz you know quick write-ups using the tools using the articles and really helping you understand a lot of these breakout performances. So Sam doing a really cool job on all of that, but his signature article is the buy low report. And this uses the strength of schedule tool that Dave Cabin has put together. It's an advanced strength of schedule tool in that it adjusts for the quality of opponent that teams have played when it is judging the quality of their offense or their defense, these types of units in terms of saying, okay, Who do we want to stream on defense? Who do we want to stream at kicker? Who do we want to stream at tight end? And then Sam is giving us a a shot at all of the best by lows. And as we go into the playoffs here, matchups are going to matter even more. The first guy that he mentions, someone who is near and dear to my heart on a lot of my lineups this season, it has been a little bit up and down, but a breakout candidate I think you would consider his season to be mildly successful but if he has a strong playoff finish we're going to look at him as a tight end foundation piece for 2021 and that is Noah Fant now we look at Fant we know this Denver offense has been very scattershot with some of the things they've had to deal with at quarterback but Fant still ranks in the top 10 in targets receptions receiving yards his problem has been finding the end zone A little bit of that can be traced to quarterback Drew Locke. But Fant, I think, now maybe has that look of someone who could benefit from the playoff schedule to get in to score those touchdowns or really put you over the top in the playoffs. Fant's someone who we're seeing his talent shine through even with the poor quarterback play. He ranks first at the position with 6.8 yards after the catch. He's seventh in terms of target percentage, 18%. And now we see this schedule opening up. Weeks 14, 15, he's the number one overall guy at tight end. They play at Carolina against Buffalo. Column. we've seen this Denver Broncos team look good in spurts and look very bad in spurts. The first half last week against Kansas City was encouraging. They were right in there. They were moving the ball up and down the field. Having lockback gave the offense a semblance of of a real nfl unit he was getting the ball to fant we talked on tuesday about tim patrick who's having a breakout season and then in the second half things really ground to a halt the overall numbers didn't add up to much it looked like the broncos are going to need to move on from Locke again and try and find yet another quarterback in the offseason is that too quick to pull the plug how do you see this denver offense playing out over these next couple of games
3: i remember uh in the offseason come i asked the question a few times we were kind of there was a lot of players on this offense that we liked and i kept saying if we like all these players like Cortland something like jerry judy should we not like drew Locke as well and maybe we're like were we overlooking him or were were we just unsure about him and i think what we've seen as the season progressed is he's probably not a nfl starter uh, and that there's like you mentioned probably going to lead to the broncos after this season having to to try that again and it's it's always interesting to me that like you know John Elway one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game has such a you know an amount of trouble getting a, a quarterback and being able to evaluate quarterbacks it always you know has like there's been so many that haven't worked out for him but again I guess that comes down to part of trying to to get good quarterbacks in the NFL is never an easy task but the the Broncos have missed uh, on more occasions than they they've had I guess we'll say um but when we look down through it I think the offense will probably be as you mentioned kind of hit or miss uh, the rest of the way I think we'll have big weeks from Fant and I think we'll have big weeks from Patrick you know we'll have big weeks from Judy I think it's going to be very hard to call which weeks come where but if we're we're looking at who's probably the the most consistent piece for them in the offense moving forward I do I do think it's it's likely to be Fant Um, you know this is more of a a dynasty take or even a, a redraft take heading into next year but I always look for tight ends and that kind of third, fourth year off their careers to really take that step forward. And I think, you know, we've seen it. I think Hawkinson has taken more of a step forward than than Fant, you know, this season. But when we look at him coming in in 2019, um, you know, I, I think that he's probably moving forward as most tight ends do and in this stage of their career we've seen it with guys like you know Austin Hooper who then with the jump forward uh, in his final year with the, the Falcons it hasn't been working out as well for him this season so far with the Browns but tight ends sometimes take that a little bit longer to develop and i think both the quarterback situation that he's had since he's been with the broncos and also just adapting to the nfl have probably caused uh you know the, the way things have moved forward like i think if you put him in into that lions offense you're probably seeing uh, and swapped hawkinson into the broncos offense i think we would almost be flipping uh how both of those guys are doing this season but i think he's been he's been pretty solid and as you mentioned the metrics uh that he's leading you know in the top 10 across the, the position um is, is very is very positive signs for him the other positive is the, the strength of schedule here over the next two weeks particularly in the playoffs uh with carolina and buffalo buffalo obviously getting a, a couple of key pieces back on defense uh this week so um that mightn't be as you know, prominent of a, a positive matchup in week 15 as as maybe we've seen over the, the last couple of weeks uh, with how buffalo have have been defensively but i think that more so moving forward into 2021 i think he's somebody who um definitely will provide value moving forward i think if you have him in your rosters and you know we've seen tight end has been has been a pretty uh destructive wasteland this year uh, yet again uh, if you're not in with some of those top guys Um, I I think that Fant is definitely a usual piece over the the next two weeks for that playoff pitcher.
2: Two here, Colm, is that I like Sam picking this out because the Broncos do not have a plus wide receiver schedule, right? Carolina and Buffalo puts them in the bottom third in terms of wide receiver matchups, but it's been a better matchup for the tight end. So when you're looking at this, and another cool tool that you can go to, to to check out how each of these players very specifically matches up With our defense. Uh Mike Beers recently put up the GPS matchup tool, which it gives you a sense of where each receiver runs their routes, where they get their targets and where the defense is strongest in terms of stopping the opposing receivers, be that wide receiver or tight end. And so you can see the fit against the specific team and the specific role that the receiver has it gives you even one more level of detail. But pulling out from the strength of schedule tool right here, we see that the difference between the wide receiver matchup and the tight end matchup for Denver is significant enough that when you're looking at how this might play out, Fant could be a huge sleeper weapon even though those defenses overall are much more difficult for the receiving game
3: yeah no it's interesting sean taking this for an even deeper dive um but no i I think that that is going to be very very interesting uh, to see how it plays out um but i I do i do think that fant um definitely is going to have a positive impact here over the next couple of weeks so let's hope Let's hope that is the case. The other players, Sean, that uh, brought up this week as, as buys is Miles Gaskin and Mike Williams. I know Mike Williams is somebody who, who you've liked for a long time. Um, any of those two guys you want to want to talk about?
2: Well, Gaskin is fun because he's yet another one of these zero were running back success stories in 2020 it's been a great season for some of these out of nowhere players and it's not just on the volume right you look at james robinson and the talent there is undeniable you look at miles gaskin who's somebody we featured throughout the years as being a workhorse in college we talk so much about how that translates to the nfl and some of these guys who maybe don't have the massive size or the unbelievable athleticism that they can still play And when they demonstrate that in college, really dominating the workload, putting up big production numbers in major conferences, that if they get a chance, sometimes they run with it. And Gaskin has done that, devastating to his owners to have him miss that really key stretch from week 9 to week 12 when they were trying to make that playoff push. But he came back in week 13 with 23 more opportunities Miami may be not quite as interesting with Tua under center than they were with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Amish rifle, really somebody who can get out there and move the ball up and down the field uh, with enough pace to put up some big points for you there. But Miami, they have a top 10 schedule over the next couple of weeks. They're playing against Kansas City, which is is a mild negative even though the Chiefs don't stop the run very well teams get in a situation where they can't run and so you lose those opportunities and then they have New England the following week could be a little bit more of a grind it out game there now New England coming off the game where they absolutely hammered the Chargers and that gets us to Mike Williams Williams I think Colin he's still a uh, tricky player to understand here Herbert came in Completely reinvigorated Keenan Allen, got him to the top of the charts in terms of targets at the wide receiver position. That same target share has not developed in Mike Williams' direction, but Sam points out that he has five different games, over 100 air yards. He's averaging 93 air yards a game, still being targeted downfield, and he's been efficient, right? You pull up the AYA app, which Sam has done for us, you can see that Herbert averages 8.7 adjusted yards per attempt to Williams, only down at 6.8 to Keenan Allen, even lower, 6.5 Hunter Henry. A little bit of that fall off is the embarrassment from the last couple weeks, especially week 13, but when we look to where they're going forward now, they have this game with Atlanta coming up that could be a shootout, Week 14, are we going to see the Chargers, who were so exciting for so much of the season, manage to lose every week, but with fireworks, or are we going to see the team that really looked like they need to fire everyone, not the quarterback, you know, not some of these receivers, but all of management and start over here in 2021?
3: man that that was that was bad in week 13 against the patriots particularly i suppose the the special teams put them in a a little bit of trouble uh on a couple of occasions um as well but it just never got going and it just kept getting worse and even you know the the blocked uh, the block field goal it looked like maybe get some points in the board before half time and try to turn this thing around but it just uh, continued to get worse uh, as the game went on and on and i'm sure that was a tough one for any chargers fans uh, to watch through but I don't think we're going to see them be as bad as that again this season. And when we look at like what Belichick has done to rookie quarterbacks in the past, um, you know, it usually doesn't switch that much in terms of what they do on, uh, you know, for the stick up points all across the board. But I think that uh, it was just one of those kind of, really need to 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 review some of the details but a lot of it's going to be uh, just try and forget about it as quickly as possible i think what we've seen with them you know with explosive plays and being much better um uh, before this past week i think that's probably closer to what we'll see i think possibly we'll see the, the team tail off a little bit here i don't think they'll be probably quite as explosive but i would expect them to be much more like what they have been uh since herbert come into the offense versus what they were uh, in week 13 the the chargers have always been a little bit concerning uh throughout the season just you know what what could be the ups and downs and some of the play calling decisions and things like that but i think in terms of particularly keen Allen, and i think hunter henry has been has been pretty stable uh, as well since herbert came into the offense we've seen austin eckler come back in um had his big his big workload two weeks ago a little bit less this past week so we'll see how it all shuffles out but i think we'll see much much better than it was this past week against the patriots moving forward Uh, some of the players sean that are in the the sell list and one of those uh, was henry ruggs who popped up with a a big catch at the end of the game obviously um, against the jets he finished that game with 17.4 points the majority of those points coming off that catch so uh, this season he's had two big games if we want to call them that where he's finished as a wide receiver two he hasn't been a wide receiver one on any any week so far this season averaging 7.6 ppr points per game but um when we look at it a lot of disappointing weeks for him in an offense which has been much better than than we probably anticipated um he's down as an opportunity to sell the other one that's in it is miles sanders who had a disappointing week this week against the packers just 3.1 points and the packers have been uh enough our defense who have really struggled against the run all season long he had 6.1 points a week before against the seahawks and both of those guys i think fit into cells for different reasons um uh, you know our sets even if you have them in the rosters i think rugs has shown that he's very inefficient throughout his first year in the nfl i think there's quite a few growing pains uh for him just adapting to life and the nfl but also his strength of schedule over the next two weeks is is really toughening up here getting indianapolis and then also having uh, the chargers in week 15 um tough schedule as well obviously coming up for sanders but the even the even the the schedule if it was a little bit easier i think sanders season has been has been a real disappointment
2: yeah and To see that first month when he played, the two 20-point games, good average overall, a very strong workload where he had that hybrid value that we really covet, and you're thinking, okay, this is a guy who can run the ball, he can catch, he has blazing speed, he can make those highlight plays that you need to have these individual spike games that will win you a week just with that guy— and that's completely disappeared. As you mentioned, he scored uh, fewer than ten points in the last two weeks combined, and now he goes into a situation where he has the number thirty-two schedule over the next two weeks. As we you know enter the fantasy playoffs here, he has the Saints, he has the Arizona Cardinals, and with Sanders, it's it's a question of okay, are, are you now into a situation where, say, you're playing in a shallow league, and as a result. Your roster is pretty deep. You know, is he just a straight sit? Or if you're in a dynasty league where you're playing in a big quarterfinal or a big semifinal and you're there because you have a real dynasty. And so you have a lot of options. You know, again, is he a sit? Because someone who now is in this sort of workload situation is not showing the talent to overcome that. They're moving to Scott and some of the other guys in terms of some of the key touches and the offense is in flux and then you hit this schedule barrier you know could you really just leave them on the bench completely that's a going to be a question for individual owners as they look at their particular rosters i'm always of the opinion that you want to go with your stars unless the answer is just so clear that the benching is a no-brainer type of move if you're in a 50 50 you know go with the guys that you picked because you think they're big time talents however if you have the depth this is a good time to go away from sanders it's not going to get any easier over the next couple weeks i think with rugs the question is okay can this start a big run for him and when you're talking about rookies that's a little bit different than talking about veterans you know we could be on the cusp of some type of breakout for him but again we talked on tuesday about how uh, the air yards numbers for nelson aguilar were so crazy he's still the clear focal point there and rugs again also heading into that schedule hurdle probably not someone you want to take the risk on in your fantasy playoffs even with the big play uh, to end the game last sunday
3: 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be at their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total views than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the right person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what football is back in full swing as we get ready for the playoff pitcher to come into full focus you might not be at any games this year but you can certainly still be in on all the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to win than anywhere else and you can still get in on their great bonuses for opening your account you can do that right now today by using the code bluewire at betonline.ag that is the code bluewire all one word head on over to bet online today and take advantage of those great sign-up bonuses BetOnline, online your
1: online sportsbook experts i'm dave caben host of the rotoviz fantasy football podcast i wanted to take a moment to thank you for supporting rotoviz radio we love producing these shows and we hope that you love listening to them As a thank you, Royal Podcast listeners can get 10% off of a one-year Rotovis subscription by using the promo code 2020RVRadio at checkout. We have some of the very best tools, articles, and analysts in the business and can't wait to lead you on the path to greatness. If you haven't done so yet, do us a favor and take a minute to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get into the show so sean it's that time of the week again where we start
3: to look a little bit at uh listener suggestions listener questions that can be sent to me at overtime ireland on twitter or to road at gmail.com send us in your suggestions your questions whatever you've got for myself and sean sean a question that came in via twitter uh was looking at set you kind of touched on it there a second ago with setting lineups for the playoffs you know do you set it as just another week you kind of mentioned there with uh, miles sanders you know going with him over maybe somebody else if it was a 50 50 decision but does your strategy stay exactly the same through that process or is there any alterations based on you know upside of getting the most points possible or just trying to get that solid score on the weekly basis
2: I think we want to play it fairly similarly to what we play the regular season. Now, you do have to look at your opponent's lineup, get a sense of, you know, just how big of a favorite or an underdog you happen to be. The one thing I would still mention there is that sometimes if you are the underdog, you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, how do I get upside? Who is the potential player to have those really big plays? And maybe you forgo a little bit of just normal volume that you would get from your weekly starters. One of the problems with chasing upside is that if you do it at multiple positions on your roster, then you can really hollow out just the floor that you need to have whoever gets that big week to even matter, right? So if you take too much risk and then one of your main starters has a 40-point game, you could balance out and undercut what you got from the guys who got you there by taking a little bit too much risk if you think that you're that underdog. So I would try and go with the best player's for that week, and not worry too much about how f- far ahead or behind that you happen to be. You know, we talked a little bit on Tuesday with the FFPC semis and finals over the last couple of weeks that when you look at the four teams in the playoffs some of the differences in score have been absolutely gigantic right teams who were 30 point underdogs won by 50 and vice versa and you know that didn't happen because players were going out there and taking these huge risks it happened just because every week is a new week in the nfl you get a touchdown overturned you get a touchdown that the officials don't see you get a phantom penalty you have a penalty that actually is a real penalty but undercuts what was otherwise a very good play those change the scores by huge amounts and so i think you want to go out there with your best lineup and let the guys who got you to this point take you over the finish line unless something sets up to be just a very clear decision where you have say a starter hurt and going into a difficult situation and maybe a backup running back is now in line for you know 15 to 25 opportunities this week in a good offense you know that can be a trap play we saw Devonte booker and what happened to him this last week in the absence of josh jacobs i think you want to be very clear that it's the right start with a backup if you go off of one of your main guys
3: yeah, I think uh, like part of it uh, is not to get kind of too smart with your decisions, not to, to overthink it. Um, you can get it yourself kind of muddled up a little bit if you start to dive in to that. I think it's if you're doing it, it's probably safe to do it with maybe one to two spots in your roster. I think it's probably makes the most sense to only do it with one particular spot. Sometimes where it might make sense to do something like that is if you're in a... A league where maybe like it could have happened this past week, where the, it doesn't usually happen this way. But say there's three games, you know, two games on Monday, one game on Tuesday. You could have, you know, the Sunday night football, Monday night game, and you might have a couple of options in those two games. And you might find yourself, like you said, Sean, very far ahead as a projected favorite, or very far behind as an underdog. And you might take that, you know, upside shot at that stage, or maybe play it a little bit safer. Um. So, but I, I think, like you said, going with the guys who got you there. If they if they don't get you over the line uh, at this point so be it like i think that's still still the way to go unless there's a player who you've been getting this far with by you know maybe a Miles sanders who you've been getting this far with by playing but he's been like holding you back a little bit uh those are the ones that kind of the decisions can be a little bit tougher to make then uh, next question comes in from tim hughes uh, It was not it's a, it's a suggestion and a question um he he's mentioned that uh, a show that he's been hearing a lot of buzz about is the Undoing on HBO. Um, not a show Sean I've seen so far. His question was, uh, with Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant getting so much buzz regarding this. Um, he was wondering if either of us had watched it. So I've already suggested that I haven't watched it. Tim was saying that he was gonna to start watching it. This was sent on Thursday, uh, so maybe I'll follow up with uh, his review when when he's all said and done with it. But Sean, have have you have you talked into the Undoing?
2: I haven't but I have seen some good things and it's it's tough because I have almost everything right Netflix Hulu Amazon Prime I have opportunity to get almost all the different shows but HBO is one of the ones that I don't currently have and so when they have some great content and it looks like they're going to have some fantastic content over the next year if some of the more recent announcements actually turn out being the case in terms of what movies and and whatnot will release in 2021 but no, I haven't. So Tim, we'll need you to check back in with us and let us know how that's going, see if we need to add even more subscriptions to the ones we currently have.
3: Sean having himself set up uh, in a pretty good way there. Um, maybe for Christmas, somebody can, can <laughs> get, get him a HBO uh, subscription as well. But it is, there's so much on offer. Um, it can be hard to you know sometimes i might have something on a list for maybe like six weeks that i'm like oh i want to start watching this series but i need to finish this previous series you know i i mentioned the queen's gambit last week on the show and you know I, i think it takes away sometimes if you have multiple series going at the same time i like to kind of try and watch as much of it straight through and i think that's an advantage of what we have now with the streaming services is you know we're not having to wait to the following week we've kind of got greedy we don't want to wait the time to the next one so you can watch them kind of daily if you if you can do it that way so sean i know as well obviously in your, your weekly piece up on the website there's the the suggestions and recommendations that you've done um do you want to fill the listeners in on those they're they're both suggestions that i haven't seen and i always like that they're a little uh, a little bit different so uh, i'll let you take it away
2: Yeah, trying to get some slightly more under the radar recommendations here, Uh, looking for some things to watch. At this point, you know, I've watched almost everything that I have access to that I am interested in. A lot of the main shows feature just sort of an angle that maybe doesn't appeal to me as much as we talked about on the show. I like the stories that have a really strong story, characters that are fun and that have, you know, different elements to them whether the shows are set in some other countries or we're just getting a good a rounded picture of of what humanity is like but then you know in these dynamic plots and have very compelling ethical dilemmas that they have to go through as they manage these active storylines, right? So some of the stuff that's a lot more static or is more self-indulgent, those stories don't appeal to me as much. And I say that, and now I'm going to recommend something that is very much in your sort of escapism type of direction. But Black Summer, a show that came out about a year ago and i would characterize it as a realistic zombie story if we can talk about anything related to zombies being realistic so obviously we have some fake realism here but but the show is is shot and told in a way that is much more along the lines of an apocalypse adventure right and we're getting the characters we're getting just a a film look that is You know, less of the B, C, D kind of level. It's also interesting because I've been able to hook in some family members who don't care for zombie shows with this one. So if you have a zombie addiction and you have other members of your family who really are not interested, will not participate in any of that with you, this might be your chance to hook them in as a lot of, like I said, non zombie type of storyline as well. A good show. It's also a great one because you can watch this in a couple afternoons on a weekend very easily.
3: And as always, you can send those suggestions in to us at gmail.com or at Overtime Ireland as well. Send them in. Hit us with some, maybe uh, we're getting into the holiday season, some holiday-themed uh, suggestions uh, if you want to do so. As always, you can get yourself a 10% discount off a Rotoviz NFL pass. You can do that by going to com forward slash podcast for more information or by simply entering the code 2020 rv radio at checkout. Uh, another thing that's always... Uh, great for the listeners to do we do appreciate each and every one of them is leave us a, a review on your favorite podcast app uh, it takes a, it takes usually kind of 30 to 40 seconds uh, you know we do appreciate it a lot so if you can leave us a review that would be awesome uh, we will be back next tuesday with another podcast we'll have our thursday show as well as i mentioned get those suggestions and my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over my co-host as always is sean siegel check out sean's great work up on rotobiz.com. until we're back with next week's edition good luck this week in your fantasy playoffs And of course have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Road Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash
1: podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.